That Force Radio. That Force Radio is rated M for mature. Or should that be immature? Hey guys, Dustin Wint. Hey, this is Scott Snyder. This is Paul Dini. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. And you're listening to Bat Force Radio. You're listening to Bat Force Radio. This is Tom King. I write Batman Bitch. And this is Bat Force Radio. Alright, welcome back to another episode of Bat Force Radio, special episode tonight as we break down the brand new comic series run by Scott Snyder, the return of Scott Snyder as we embark on his new run for the DC Rebirth era. We have All-Star Batman number one, the arc is called My Own Worst Enemy Part 1, script by Scott Snyder, pencils by John Romita Jr., and uh, inks by Danny Mickey, with colors by Dean White. So I got uh, Gramps from Dallas, Texas. Robin, Robin Cross from Syrup, Canadian land. Yeah. <laughs> crickets, crickets. Yeah. <laughs> <He's> like, <laughs> <laughs> Was that his cool voice? <laughs> it's his Bat Force After Dark voice. Yeah. <laughs> Arkham Asylum LPC Hello. from New Jersey, Chris Christie land. Oh, fuck's <laughs> sakes. <laughs> Robo Rich from Detroit. Yeah. From We're Broke. <laughs> <laughs> Big shout out to our good friend Scott Snyder who sent us an early copy of uh, All Star Batman number one. Man, initial thoughts. Page I loved it. Yeah. It was much more than I expected of it. Uh, it surpassed uh, expectations. Definitely yep. a page. Yeah. I mean, it doesn't stop. It doesn't let up. It's just go, 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 go. So. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I love it. Fun read. And uh, I guess I'll start it off by saying that I'm quite relieved because my biggest concern for this book was John Romita Jr.'s artwork because I feel like it could be very hit or miss. Definitely an acquired taste. But for this book, the way it plays out and it runs, I think it really works well. And I really see his strengths in a lot of these rogues that pop up throughout the book. So I was really happy with that. Danny Mickey definitely did his thing with the inks. I like the colors too. This includes some characters that have been, you know, especially like some rogues that haven't been really in the limelight, especially during uh, Snyder and Capullo's uh, main New 52 run. And he even put out, you know, on Twitter, who are some less lesser known rogues that you would like to see? And, you know, all these people were, you know, uh, giving suggestions. And I think he really took it to heart. I mean, he, there are a lot of the, the rogues that people suggested. And, um, I was going to say, I'm pretty sure two of them right off the rip is some of the people that, uh, people suggested to him. Yeah. I noticed that. And I was like, wow, that's really cool. I mean, it, it kind of makes us as the audience feel like we're a part of this and involved in the writing. So, you know, and I can't wait to see who else comes further down, you know, the story because the basis of the story is that this is Batman outside of Goth. You know, he's on this journey with Harvey Dent, Two-Face to go to this destination. So you're not going to be in the confines and, and the, the natural atmosphere that's in Gotham. So the book, it's very bright for this first story. It's very bright. It's during the daytime. 
which is, you know, not a, not a normal setting for a Batman story. It's very different. It's very fun to see Batman in this light and in this in this new territory. That, that's the one thing I really I took away from it that I, I love. Batman's not in his comfort zone. He's yeah. out of it. Yeah. He's and he's really on his thing. own for almost like the first time I can remember in a long time because he He's in a situation where he can't trust anybody. Uh, just a note real quick. The first page of this book is really interesting. It really plays out like a movie because the first two pan- the first two panels are identical, but the first panel is in black and white and the second is in color. So it's almost like it's fading into a scene. So yeah. I, yeah. I thought that was a really cool way they did it. It's, I, they're definitely to have a very cinematic feel, a reaction feel and a... Man, I'm just really relieved with Ramita's art. I just it just really works for this kind of story for some reason. Well, um, you know, Ramito Ramito been doing this for a long time. I mean, I guess you know, I've heard some other people say that they were concerned about his art and stuff like that. I've always loved his art because it it's very comic booky. I mean, he's not one of these guys that's gonna be super analytical and super anatomical. You he's, know, he's not like a Bermejo or a yeah. A what he excelled. Yeah, what he excels at, I think, to me, is like his action sequences. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. He does. That's his strength, you know. Especially like if you want, if you've ever read uh, Daredevil, Man Without Fear. One of his most recent works was Dark Knight Returns: The Last Crusade. That right there really assured me that this <clears throat> this was going to be a, you know, he was going to bring it on this book. Yeah. So for you listeners out there who have not read it yet, pick it up. Just pick it up all-star batman number one the the general premise of the story so far is that batman and two-face are on the run and everyone's trying to pretty much kill them or batman anyway and batman has to get two-face to a certain point outside of gotham and what they have to go through is really it's just a wild ride with a so issue one already and just just so many characters popping in and out and and things you wouldn't even think of that are well dude just that oh man one part that I thought was amazing is it's just common folk like, you know what, I'll take down Batman. I want the money. Yep. Well, there's a spoiler, so we might as well get into the spoiler part. <laughs> <laughs> so, mm, sorry. All right. So let's, so let's crack it open. Now, you guys got your PDFs open? Got it open. How fucking it's on my phone that yeah. I'm talking on. <laughs> I mean, we started at the diner. That's kind of cool over me to do a diner. Then all of a sudden, you see some, you see like two figures coming in, flying in from outside, um, and then they just crash. Dude, that's the, the best way to open a book. Dude. It really is. That was awesome. And yeah, you got food and Batman. I mean, perfect. So these two figures <laughs> crash wish- into the diner, and it's all right. This is where I was like, all right, Ramita got this. Where he drew. Firefly's profile on one side and then Killer Maud's profile on the other side. So they did mm. two like mug shots of them. It almost felt like a video game, you know, like versus. You like know it's I mean? a little card t- explaining. Well, I mean, not totally explaining, but telling you who they are. I like that. Yeah. And the way he drew them crashing through the window and the, the glass going everywhere. It's, it's very, very 3D. I mean, very 3D, very vibrant. It's very comic book. You know what, though? To keep with the theme, I mean, even before you even talk to the diner, it says Miles Traveled, zero. So that's like a black screen in my mind, like we're saying cinematic. And then it goes black and white to color. And then it's just a diner scene. No one you recognize is in there. Hmm. And then you said, bam, here comes the fucking action, dude. With the colors popping off the page. And then a freeze frame, Firefly, hired gun. Next to it's Killer Moth, other hired gun. And it's like, 
Where? Tell us now. And all you see in it is Batman's gauntlet with his hand in that splash uh, that panel when he's crashed through the window. Right. Yeah, that's pretty. I kind of like yeah. the, the Miles Traveled thing's kind of cool. I don't know if you guys ever saw that sitcom uh, Two Broke Girls where like the end, yeah. of every, the end of every episode it it tallies up how much money they made or lost or whatever. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This kind of reminds me of that. But it's kind of fun the way they have Miles Traveled. It almost feels like it has this kind of video game feel as well. Like Every issue, you're 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 gaining points or something. You're gaining mileage. You're you're getting to some point, and something's happening, or you survived more rogues or something. So, I, and I that's like, gonna play big Bat, into it. Batman, Batman didn't just come crashing through that window. They were flying and they were carrying him, yeah. and they threw him through the window. That tells you he looks unconscious. Yeah. yeah, that tells you that yeah. the beginning of this book kind of starts and goes backwards in time a little bit. It it gives you a scene, and then it cuts back you know, a little bit, cuts back a little bit. So they've already had some kind of conflict with him where they're they're trying to fuck him up. He's already been taking an ass beating. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and if it's zero miles traveled, then this diner's like right outside Gotham then, right? Yeah, right outside of Gotham. Right outside. Okay. Yeah. Augie Max. Give him, I'll give him credit. Uh, he drew the diner pretty well, too, like from the outside. So. Yeah. Yeah. So Batman's inside. He's on the floor. Firefly and Killer Martha right there, and they threaten threaten his life pretty much. And then it uh, does that whole Dark Knight Returns esque uh, panel of Batman smiling, oh, leaning over. Fuck yeah. I love that. Wait, is, that's so good. This is uh. Batman, most wanted man in the state. I love Romito's Batman because he's not like he's a big guy, you know. Mm. He he's a big bulky Batman. That's what I like. Uh, Firefly's so fi- about to ignite the whole place, isn't he? Yeah, he's threatening the people in the diner. He's like, you know, he wants he wants information from Batman. Tell us where you've got Harvey Dent. Yeah. Otherwise, I'm gonna kill everyone in this place, and it's gonna you know be a painful death. Right. Yeah. And Batman's like, fuck you. And he just he kind of does he take off his cape <laughs> and and wraps it around the fire that he's trying yeah to, yeah. That's, then he stabs stabs Killer Moth in the freaking. Arm or whatever, dude. That was so bad. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I I wonder if that's what Scott was talking about when he was mentioning uh, butcher knives in a diner or something like that. Probably the dialogue to Killer Moth is awesome too. He's like, many adult moths have have no mouths and live less than a week. I mean, really. Once they reach maturity, they their only job is to shut up and die. And then he stabs him the fucking arm. Food for thought. Yeah. yeah, got him. So yeah. good, dude. They needed like a little sound effect that said crunch right there or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And then so all the people in the diner, like, half of them are like, you know, thanks for saving us, Batman. And the other half are like, you know, you should have never taken him out of Gotham. You know, what are you doing? Meaning Harvey mm. Dent, I guess. So, you know, that plays that. And then he gets then he gets grabbed by these Dr. Octopus looking arms, doesn't he? Well, <laughs> well back, so up, back up, back oh, up. Right after he stabs Killer Moth. Mm-hmm. You know, Batman's standing there with his back towards us, the viewer, and you see, you know, in the foreground is, or the background is the people in the diner. But you can see that thing that's on Batman's back. It's like a bat battering, mm-hmm. which is what he's holding on the front cover. So oh, I true. thought that was, a, I thought that was kind of a cool design that, you know, even under his cape, he's got even more weapons. And then you've got these arms that reach in and just kind of grab him and just, Haul his ass outside. Right. Yeah, like, let's stop there for a sec. So, we're only, like, what, three, four pages in? <laughs> and, already, and already, you're like, what the fuck is going on? Just so good already with all these rogues and just trying to figure out what's going on. The people are against him whatnot. And then and then Snyder starts to uh, 
do his whole falling back thing, like twenty his time lapse thing going back. So you know, especially you know the twenty two minutes. Yeah. It's kind of cool because you know it's Harvey Dent. Everything's mm-hmm. going to be based around two. And you got what well, he has Harvey in the Batwing. But Harvey says something about you threw it away. He threw he threw the coin the away. The coin, yeah, that's what I figured. Yeah, but that's at that's at the very end. Yeah, cut back two hours ago when they're on the rooftop with Gordon and a uh, Duke. Um, that man, he you know what the colorist? Wow, I I love it. Great colors in this session. Yeah, man. the inks they they really nailed this one. I have to admit, I like. The team is really coming together to give a really good, uh, good. Well, there's some book. foreshadowing right here. You know, when he's when he talks about it, you threw it away, and he says, "At first, we didn't know what he's talking about, but then after you read the episode, you realize it's the coin." Two faces. Someone will find it. Someone always does. Just wait and see. Hmm. So that coin is gonna pop up somewhere in this story and be kind of a key piece. Yeah. When on the rooftop, their face created rainwater that's acidic. That is just pouring on people and growing them up. Kind of like making a whole city of two faces because everyone's like bandaged up. Yeah. Mm. And that, that really echoes the uh, kryptonite rain that Batman used in uh, DK3 recently. Mm. Nice. Yeah. 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 Everything that's going on in Gotham right now, this is exactly what I think and want when it comes to Batman comics. Just like, you know, two face raining hell down on Gotham, stuff like that. And they're trying to figure out what to do with Gordon. And um, I even I even like Duke's suit, <laughs> you know, like that yellow. The helmet, but, yeah, yeah, it's kind of cool. The helmet and the and the fact that he's not Robin <laughs> is really nice because I can't stand Robins anymore. What did you? I guys... love the fact that it's got a big bat insignia where, like, for his lenses. Yeah, mm-hmm. almost like a motorcycle helmet. It gives him a little fist bump, you know. That's yeah. gonna be very cool to see how that fleshes out between this and uh, what Tom King's writing. So I'm right with Batman. Yeah, that's going to be interesting to see where that goes. Better. What's the whole thing with Two-Face's face on Batman's back? Well, that kind of goes back to the cinematic feel where it's almost like a fade-in. Mm. That's what the way I interpret it is like it's almost like kind of a fade-in of this is Harvey Dent. It's almost like someone that has Alzheimer's, you know. They're affected and and they're they're not with it, but then they have these moments where they come back and they have you know, a brief moment where they remember everyone and everything. And I think this was just a brief moment where Harvey Dent was talking to Bruce. Bruce remembering that conversation. Mm. So he's saying like, Bruce, Bruce, it reaches you. You have to know every time he comes back, I'm guessing he's talking about Big Bad Harv coming back. It gets long and he's coming back now. I'm already losing myself. He's got terrible plans. It's like Two-Face is taking over Harvey Dent completely, just becoming permanently... And he says something about, uh, there's a way out. Um, this time I finished what we started, Bruce. You need to take him there to some house he's talking about that's far away from Gotham. So, And, and this shows you know, why Batman has always fought so hard, not only just to save Harvey, but to help him almost cure him of, of big bad Harvey. You know? He still believes in him. Right, because Bruce Wayne and Harvey still... Dent were, really, were peers. They were really good friends and... Yeah. It's, it's very personal with these two. Yeah, so he says, take me and burn him. He, oh, yeah, so it's take me to the house and burn him out once and for all. Oh, interesting. So whoever ha- whatever's at this house can permanently get rid of Big Bad Harv. So it was Bruce's idea to do it. He takes the mm. coin and they hop in the bat plane and get the fuck out of Dodge. Honestly. Wonder is the little Halloween, long Halloween action going to be in there, the house. I don't know. Oh. Yeah, Harvey's house old. Oh. Damn. Here you go again. Oh, oh shit. Redbeard for the win. 
Big bet you're making. You'll never make it there. And he goes, I don't know. This this plane was pretty expensive. <laughs> it's a very Bruce Wayne thing to say. It's not going to be me who stops us getting there. And at first I thought he was talking about Two-Face is not going to let him get there. But now I think it's more of, see, this is where he tells them that they uh, they put a bounty out on him. The point in the no. book is that... Uh, uh, Harvey put a bounty on Two-Face put a Two -Face bounty Two-Face put a bounty, yeah. Yeah. He had it announced on television, so everyone knows about it. And what is it exactly? They have to kill Batman and bring Harvey back to get... Well, well yeah, they just, just stop Batman from making that delivery, and he will give them the fortunes of, what was it, the two or three, three. three uh, richest crime. crime bosses? Yeah. Yep. We'll back up, and, you know, Batman, you know, says that when you were Harvey Dent, you put these mechanisms in place, you know, basically almost like cameras and recording equipment all over Gotham to kind of gain information on crime bosses. But then when he went to Two-Face, he used that for his own personal gain to get information on these crime bosses and, and to help him, you know, do his robberies and, and gang wars and stuff like that. So he's got information and power over these people. Oh, and, oh he also has dirt on everyone. As yeah. Well. Yeah, that was another key and, point. And by everyone... He means everyone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what he said. He goes, uh, that's right. But everyone in Gotham, the whole state, I made an offer. I told them that right now, you and me, we're flying north from Gotham City. And if we go on everything I got on everyone, I mean everyone, it all comes out. Every skeleton, every visit to a bad place, real on the good old, real on the good old interweb. <laughs> I missed that part initially. But uh, the dark net, everything, we will be brought to light. So that's heavy, man. Talk about um, Harvey Dent having some juice or Two Face, man. This is a uh, this is really enhancing this rogue, give him a boost up on the old chain of uh, Gotham City rogues. That's for sure. So there's a targeting uh, mechanism right here over the land, isn't there? On the next page, mm -hmm. so when Batman's flying the Batwing, all of a sudden something's heading towards them, but he's getting that intercom from Alfred as a mm -hmm. warning. Batman says that's impossible. We're ghosted. It's like how the hell would they know we're here? And then he knew someone. In, uh, on the inside close to them must be in on it as well so they brace for impact and then they cut back to present day where batman's pretty much getting tossed around by a black spider this issue is just the pace of it is perfect we have another hired gun a profile for black spider i really like how they do that that's cool i look i really look look forward to seeing how they do that with the rest of the rogues throughout this story and uh this is probably one of my favorite scenes in the book so far as uh when he's fighting black spider and the the, mm. the cornfields <laughs> mm. he yeah, comes out with the chainsaw dude that is so oh, badass rules. Yeah. i mean this guy's like, laying waste at first you know? when i when i saw that i was like oh it's perfect i love it i just thought of something um he's shooting what was he shooting at it he was shooting at a statue he threw him oh, okay the panels up above say sculptures for sale <laughs> like some kind of like you know wood sculpture yeah yeah, and you can see the chainsaw on the on the far left. <laughs> oh, nice! Yeah, a couple yeah. in there. <laughs> so he sees laying waste to a sculpture, which he thinks is Batman. Yeah. And then he kicks it. And then all of a sudden, you hear, <laughs> <laughs> and Batman's like, "I'm good." <laughs> and he saws off the um, the electronic legs or tentacles or whatever that's coming out of Black Spider. Um, yeah, but who is that? It's Killer Moth Ganon on him, right? Yeah, and he's like, you know, he's huffing through the the, the, the high fucking grass. He's like, there you are. I'm gonna. And then he fucking <laughs> he sees all the black spiders, uh, 
like arms in his hand. Then Batman fucking turns around with a fucking like, death stare, and then yep. you just see uh, <laughs> Monster dipping over. hard as hell through the woods, huff huff through the fucking like, woods. Well, Batman goes back to the crashed Batwing in the cornfield. Now this <clears throat> this next uh, panel, you know, where Batman's walking through the wheat field or whatever. You know, this was like one of the early preliminary teaser pictures that they showed, and I was always wondering, I was like, what is he doing? Where Where is he going yeah. in a wheat field? Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's very contradicting. I mean, you got Batman from urban Gotham in the middle of a Americana farm wheat field. I don't know. It's just it's it's kind of a striking picture to me. Works, man. It works. But it, if you just saw that for the first time, you'd be. Yeah. I was just wondering where is this story going? That right. that told you right there that this story is going to be something totally different than what we're used to. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. This is Selena Kyle. Some call me Catwoman. And when I'm not pulling the perfect crime snatching diamonds along with Batman's heart all over Gotham, I'm curled up next to my kitty and listening to Bat Force Radio. And then yeah. as he goes to the bat plane, that uh that uh waitress comes up to him and she's like, Oh, I just wanted to say thank you and then he's like, <laughs> <laughs> You shouldn't be out here and then he got a gun to the back of his head. Supposedly uh everybody in the diner has a gun. America, you know. America. <laughs> <laughs> Call it a reward for bringing in Batman or stopping him from taking Two Face to wherever he's you know, that house or wherever he's supposed to go and um they're all talking about how they want that money. And I like what Batman says right after that. He's like, listen to me. What he's offering, it's not worth what comes with it, I promise you. So I thought that was a pretty cool line. Well, yeah, because he's offering money from these other gang mobsters, right? So yeah. if they take the money, they're going to have a hit on their head as well. Mm. And I think well, that's he what he's say, warning he did, them. He did say it's an untraceable payment. Kirk well, wants that one. <laughs> it could be an untraceable payment, but everyone's going to know who you are, and everyone's going to put a target on your head, too. Yep. That's a lot of money. One of them's probably coming from the Penguin. So, Ooh. Yeah. The old big bad horror in the middle of the field. Whatever. He's like, look what we have here. Got the old coin in his hand. And uh, that is another amazing splash page right there. It's like the winds coming mm. out of the page. Yeah. There's a lot of motion in it, definitely. Yeah. No one needs to get hurt, Batman. Just let him go. All he has to do, all he, all he has to do is let him go. And uh, Batman goes towards Two-Face and bam, the freaking waitress shoots him right in the back. Falls in the field. You can see Was she it the hurt. waitress or the big guy? No, the waitress was uh, was shaking. I mean, oh, you can see yeah, the motion Look at her hands. Oh, yeah. right, because the big guy has smoke coming from his barrel. I got you. Bro. Yeah. Damn, Rich, I, it's fucked up, man. Why'd you kill Batman, bro? Well, <laughs> probably shouldn't have took my bacon. <laughs> Rich is like, I want that money. <laughs> Ruined his breakfast. He wants that prime one Batman beyond. He's like, I'm going to get that money. <laughs> Two-Face goes up to the shooter. <laughs> All of a sudden, he gets snagged back and dragged in the field, and they disappear. That's such a Batman thing to do. Like, yeah, and they're like, what the hell? Yeah, like, where did he go? And then the next page, the panels look uh, reminiscent of... Uh, Killing joke, don't they? The silhouettes, yeah. Yeah. And like little dialogue box. Yeah. So it's kinda like I don't well, I don't want to say a modern day killing joke, but kinda maybe a little homage to it as like now the relationship between Batman and the Joker was so intense. Now there's the relationship between Two Face and Batman. It's very intense in this story, so that's kind of how I took it. Then he has him chained up to the back of this truck. Like an eighteen wheeler, is that what it was or something like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Probably, yeah. He stole Rich's truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All kinds of fucked up shit. Man. 
<laughs> what in, what's interesting is when Two Face is talking about all the dirty heads on everyone. Uh, he goes, even the people closest to you, the ones you love, everyone's. Damn, and then this is, uh, so Batman's in the driver's seat of the truck about to head off, and uh, he's talking to Alfred on the intercoms, and then he realizes that Alfred was the one who shot down the Batwing. Didn't he? But he warns him ahead of time, so it wasn't like he was trying to kill him, but kind of like stop him and get Harvey back yeah, there. Yes, he doesn't want him to do this whole thing. Right. And, no, but I think he's got dirt on Alfred. I was thinking that too. I think there's he some major to. dirt on Alfred. Then Batman tosses the coin out of the truck. Pink Force Movers truck takes off, and then what's revealed on the what, what, what's revealed on the back of this truck, man? Gentleman ghost. The gentleman, gentleman ghost. The gentleman so ghost. ghost. Out is, of nowhere. That is crazy. And you know what? Shout out to John Romita Jr. because he drew him really well. I have to you did. That's I, awesome. I was even the gun and everything. I was just like, uh, and at the end, then that's that's where the main story. And then there's the backstory with Duke. Well, what does it say below? Gentlemen, go. It says miles traveled one miles to go. Four hundred ninety-seven. That's a lot of. Uh, so they went. They went three miles. Yeah. <laughs> Four hundred ninety-seven <laughs> issues to go. Um, no, they covered three miles because they said that the, the house was a, like a five hundred mile trip. This issue, when you there's so much happened, so many characters in just such a short amount of time. Press the first issue to start this arc slash series off with Scott Snyder. I want to know what's going to happen with the backstory with Duke. Well, they find the hostage or people who are getting cut. Then it, fl- it goes back to the Batcave with Batman and Duke. They have the animated series Batmobile in there, by the way. Very cool. Well, okay, Rich, who do you think is the rogue in the backstory? I think it's Crazy Quilt. Oh, because of the... Pa- yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> crazy Quilt. Wow. Man, Scott Snyder's pulling them all out. It's out of the it woodwork. could be. Talk about this for months. Yeah. He was like, I want to bring in a lot of rogues that no one's used, you haven't seen in a uh, in a long time, or took suggestions. I think he's going to pull out everyone he can. <laughs> Hopefully Harley, too. Oh, I said, yeah, fuck you. No, you know yeah. what? I mean, <laughs> bring Harley back to Gotham. You know, I, I, I think I said it uh, before we started recording, but I really feel like this title is almost like, you know, DC took the reins off of him, and he has free reign to write the types of stories that, you know, maybe he couldn't and use characters that he couldn't before because they had all the subsequent books. You know, they had Detective for a while. They had Dark Knight, stuff like that. And he couldn't use all the characters that he wanted, all the rogues that he wanted. So now I think this title, they've taken the reins off of him. And, and this is what we're getting. And it's a lot of fun. So this title, I mean, I want to know for sure is... The same universe and everything as the other Batman titles. You mean in continuity? Yeah, it's supposed to be in continuity. Yeah, because he said, if I'm not mistaken, Snyder said there's stories tied into each other. And you've got Duke there in his... Yeah, Duke's in there. I'm just... What's his name? Duke? Oh, I don't think he has a name yet. He doesn't... Okay. Oh, like... Because right now he's still just training him. Yeah. Yeah, there's something I actually really like that where he's telling everyone or telling him, you know, I want to try something new. I feel like this. He's not training him to be Robin. He's training him to be a badass. He's not training him to be a sidekick. He's training him to be by himself. You see on that whole computer screen, he, he, he brings up all the training of how he did with, you know, Damien, Jason, uh, Dick, all of them. 
Yeah. yeah. It's on that splash page real quick because I wanted to point something out. The Batcave splash page with Duke and Batman. The double pullout with the with, with the, the Batman the animated series. Yeah. Well, you, first of all, you see the animated series Batwing on top. See it mm. in the car in the yeah. Batmobile. Now, now go below. Now you have the Batmobile. Now, now if you go lower, you see that spotlight shining up towards the Batmobile, right? Mm-hmm. What do you guys do? You guys see anything in that? Because I see the Joker's grin. And then oh I, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, first yeah, thing that caught my eye there. So I was wondering if. Uh, and then the the oh. bat boat down to the left. Yeah. And Jason Jason's suit in the uh, in the dome. Right. Definitely a Joker looking face. Yeah. Mm. So um, the artist thing. on the uh, the backstory is Declan Shalvey with colors by Jordi Belair. Of course, you know the script was by Scott Snyder, and I really like. Uh, Declan Shalvey's artwork. I really love his Batcave. That's crazy quill. Good call. Yeah. Are they going to do a backstory in every issue? Yeah, I, I'm sure we'll see the backup continue in each one like this one started. Gentlemen Ghost, next issue, boy. <laughs> First impression was it was just a total page turner. Just jumped into it and... It's very unorthodox when it comes to Batman out on, out during the broad daylight, rural areas, chainsaws, so many different things going on. I mean, it's nonstop too. Nonstop is good, and you know what? That Ramita's work, it, that cartoony comic book feel, it works. Everything. Yeah, very pleased, very happy. Um, with the, the colors work too because it's outside of, of Gotham. You don't have to make everything dark. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Um, love it. For you listeners out there, we have uh, All Star Batman by Scott Snyder. We have Detective Comics by James Titan, who's been killing it <laughs> he's been killing he it. actually has yeah we have batman the regular series by tom king who's been killing it too it's been really heating up and we have brian azarello and a guy you might have heard of frank miller doing dark knight 3 mastery so these four bat books right now and um in the DC Rebirth era have just been uh, knocking well, it shit. out of the park. Even with all the Gotham characters, them books been good too. Alright, well that's going to do it for our exclusive episode covering All-Star Batman number 1 by Scott Snyder and John Romita Jr. Big shout out and thank you to our friend Scott Snyder for sending the Bat Force advanced copies of the issue so we can get it cracking out to you guys as soon as possible. Definitely pick it up and check it out for yourself. It's definitely a new fresh feel on Batman. And it sounds like we're in for a really new crazy ride with Batman outside of Gotham. So uh, stay tuned for further episodes of Bat Force Radio. And thanks again always, friends, for the continued support.